Roxanne Cody, and welcome to a bookmark from Just the Right Book. What I thought I'd share with you today, this is a newsletter um, I sent out from R.J. Julia's the other day, and here's the first paragraph of a piece I wrote that was published in an online magazine. I don't know about you, but I'm suffering from bad news overload. Given that I'm an information addict who reads two or three newspapers a day, subscribes to dozens of magazines, watches CNN Daily, John Stewart Nightly, and gets an endless stream of news via NPR, this suggests drastic action. If you are feeling the same way, here are two remedies that may help. One is dancing, you know, the kind with the big band that has trumpets and saxophones, the sort you'd see at a huge wedding or bar mitzvah, but without the bride and the groom and the bar mitzvah kid, of course. You want to do this alone in your own living room at the time of your choosing. The other remedy is books that are smartly written, witty, distracting, and engaging. So this paragraph that I just read to you was actually published in October of 2008. So either I only have one idea and keep writing it over and over, or the planet just invents new ways for us to need a retreat. Nonetheless, I continue to subscribe to the notion that books offer us a way to learn and think, make sense of the world, find peace for ourselves anyway, or just offer us the pleasure of a well-written, utterly absorbing story. So if you're feeling like you're in bad news overload, I thought I'd come up with some books that will, at a minimum, distract you. So I'm going to start with this book that everybody in at R.J. Julia's raved about. I hadn't picked it up. I had brought it up to Maine this summer and finally picked it up. And this is old-fashioned storytelling. It's a little fably. I don't know if that's a word, but you get the idea. But I absolutely adored it. You can read it in one day. And really, every time I think about this book, I still can feel the sly little satisfying smile that settled on me as I read the last page. Just perfect old-fashioned storytelling. Then, if you want a book that seems slightly ripped from the pages of the news in the vein of the Me Too movement, I would pick up Kate Walbert's His Favorites. Now, it does, as I just said, include a Me Too occurrence, and it encompasses a dark secret, and it's about the vulnerability of a woman's life. It does include that Me Too event with a creepy, charismatic professor, but it's really more about the entire arc and, as I said, vulnerability of a woman's life. And, you know, Kate's been described as impressive, witty, and assured for a reason, and this book demonstrates just that. Um, I have an interview with her also on the podcast that you could listen to, I always really like her writing, so that I'd recommend that. And speaking of on writing, a book by Stephen King called On Writing, I've been sort of schlepping around from here to there, and I just never picked it up. It's been in like one pile or another for ages. This is so fantastic, and it's part witty advice. It's partly self-deprecating memoir. 
it's partly a few hours with a charming, clever friend, but I am so grateful I finally picked it up. You know, Stephen King obviously is one of the best writers, best-selling authors of our time, and this book on writing reminds you of why. The other book that I read is called Listen to the Marriage by John J. Osborne, and I also interviewed him. What happens is I read these books, and if I like them, then I'm hopeful I can get the author to come on. And Listen to the Marriage is narrated by the marriage counselor of a couple whose marriage is falling apart for all the typical reasons, money, affairs, lack of communication. Uh, But he explores all of these with empathy and helps us think about the hurts, regrets, anger, love, and challenges of any two people making their way in a marriage. And the last book I'll I'll mention to you is Please Do Not Touch by Murray Moss and Franklin Getchell. So Murray Moss and Frank Getchell ran an iconic store in uh, downtown New York between 1994 and 2012, and uh, it was considered absolutely trend-setting. It was some intersection of retail and museum. And what they do in this book is, for one, they're hilarious together. And it's a he said, he said kind of dialogue, but it's about design. It's about retail. It's about relationships. It's a little bit about memoir. And I just love spending time with them. In fact, I invited them to do an event for us that we'll be doing in New Haven uh, we'll post the date and the details of it on our website. But if you're anywhere near New Haven, Connecticut, I'd really encourage you to come meet them. Uh, I'll be interviewing them, and it'll be a blast. But if you're not near New Haven or you can't get there that night, it, it's a pretty fun book for anybody interested in design or retail or uh, just being entertained. So hopefully this will keep you uh, safe from bad news overload. And if you have some ideas of how to avoid bad news overload with books or anyway, how you're uh, overcoming bad news overload, let us know at info at just the right book com or reach out to us on our Facebook or Twitter page. I'll be very interested to hear what you have to say because the bad news seems to be accelerating and we're going to need more mitigating ways to entertain ourselves. Just the Right Book podcast is produced by Collisions, the podcast division of CRN International. Our original music was created by Mark Berman. Our producer is Christina Torres. Our audio engineer is Pat Keo. Thank you all so much for listening.